And we're back. Welcome to Bits and Bites Podcast. This is episode seven. seven. Uh, who can believe it? Uh, we are super excited to be here. We got two special guests today. Uh, I'm Matt Scott with my co-host. Joey Wensler. And Joey, who do we got here today with us? Well, Matt, we have two very special guests. First and more importantly, we have Chris Deathridge, a network engineer for Henry County Government and Biteworks' very own Adam Kingery. Man, we are blessed to have both of you here today. Um, super excited to have you. Uh, I know we have a lot to talk about, um, so thank you guys for being here. Absolutely. Just a level set, everybody. Uh, the Bits and Bytes podcast was created to share key updates, innovations, trends, and best practices in the technology space. Our goal is to create a community to learn and grow from each other. And you know, even more so, why we're excited to have Chris here, uh, as we've been working with Chris and partnering with Chris uh, on several things. So. Chris, thanks for joining us. Maybe if you could, you know, give us a little bit on your role and what what you're doing here for Henry County. So I'm Chris Dethridge. I'm the network engineer for Henry County. I've been here approximately 17 years. Been in the business probably about 25 or 30 years. What I do as a network engineer here is maintain the security and the internet, the network. Security. We work on a cybersecurity squad. We have a little team we call Cybersecurity Squad, which there's approximately six of us, and um, basically managing 65 sites, 200 something switches, routers, uh, wireless, and uh, basically that's the gist of it. Yeah, that's a lot there. Definitely, uh, I give you a lot of credit, and you know, kudos to you. You still have a lot more hair than I do, so you're doing something right over there. It's except a little spot there. I, I, I like it. So, you know, getting into your role a little bit more, what are some of the greatest challenges that you faced in this role, as well as some of the solutions that innovation has helped with? I, th I think the biggest challenge is a lot of time it's keeping up with the technology that's advancing every day. Like one day you'll, you'll have one product, the next day it's out of date. So keeping up with the new technology, the solutions, um, and, and finding the time that's probably the biggest challenge is the time to get these things in place without causing downtime and, and, and at the same time, keeping the security and, and those type of things running all consistently. The other challenge would be the budget. Uh, as a county government, yeah. we're always fighting with budgets and budget constraints. So we have to find ways, and that's where we work with Adam, is uh, to find those kind of technologies and to meet the budget requirements. Some of the innovations that we have seen is the wireless has improved tremendously and we've started using a lot more of the wireless technology uh, that's out there. For security, some of the innovations such as the Cisco Identity Engine, uh, otherwise known as ICE, uh, yep. that's been a great improvement for the county. I can manage that. and That helps with the for security and maintaining uh, you know, the network. And so forth. Well, Chris, one of the things that I think you've done insanely well is be curious, right? So a lot of people get really comfortable with the solutions that they have in place and they just run them day to day, right? And don't necessarily continue to try to innovate, aren't really open to looking at different things out there. One of the things that I think that you do really well 
is explore your options, right? You know, being in the space as long as you have, and I didn't realize you'd been in the space as long as you had. I thought you'd just gotten into the space a little while back. <laughs> but uh, you are always looking for ways to innovate in things. Management comes to mind, right? I mean, uh, years ago, there were some SolarWinds challenges that came out, right? With regards to network management, server management, things like that, that hit a lot of people that were a big issue. And I feel like, you know, you are always looking for ways to improve uh, security and management. Uh, those two can often be opposite ends of the, ends of the pendulum uh, out there. But I feel like you've done a really good job trying to find tools that are cost effective, to your point, for budget, easy enough for you to manage, but that provide really good value to you and the county. And I think you've done a great job of doing that over the years. Um, Armis is one of the ones that comes to mind, right? But what I feel like you do really well is try out different tools that are complementary to a lot of the other things that you guys do to figure out what works and what doesn't work. Uh, I think that's a really great quality and something that probably helps you guys out. And you've always guided us in that direction with the new technology. And so we listen to various vendors and we select the best solution. And, and usually it's what you recommend. So. We really appreciate that, Chris. I mean, that, that goes to, you know, our goal at Byteworks to be a trusted advisor, consultant, and essentially to a point where we build that trust that you look to us as an extension of your team. Um, you know, to your point, resources and budget are sometimes a scarcity for, for many. And our goal is to help you offset that and, and not push our agenda, but push the solution that's going to help you you know, solve what you're needing. That was a, a fantastic tee-up because, Chris, it made me think of your guys' environment specifically. As a county government, you guys offer lots of services to your constituents. Some of those things are like fire, right? Uh, so you guys have fire departments that are spread diversely across the county, and you guys have a very interesting network, some of which is dark fiber. Some of it is delivered through... Um, spectrum, right? In, in some cases, right? So you've got kind of a mixed network from a WAN perspective. Uh, and some of the things that you guys acquire from a building perspective were not previously buildings owned by the county, right? And they were owned by somebody else. <laughs> so they're not connected to your fiber network and they're not easy to get to from a, uh, a spectrum perspective and other things. So it forces you to find ways to get creative and find new ways to solve problems. Can you add a little more color to kind of your network layout? I know to some people, you know, WAN and MAN and stuff like that is really boring conversation, but a lot of the stuff that we do, <laughs> there's a lot of boring stuff behind it that has to work insanely well in order for the, the sexy stuff, the stuff that the services that we deliver to our constituents actually has to happen, right? Can you add a little more color to the network and some of the boring stuff that people might find interesting? Like you said, we have a lot of challenges. So the way the county runs, everyday changes. We have, uh, like I said, over 65 sites, and they're all different situations. We have charter business. What do we need for that? Um, firewall, router, whatever. And we have EP land. Uh, and then recently, we just did a project. A fire department had to be moved out of an older building. And they needed a, a quick place to move their vehicles and get set back up in a rapid time. One of the ideas was we moved them over to a hangar. We have an airport in the county, and they moved over to a hangar. 
It's about a mile away from the main administration building for the airport. And we had to find a way to get them up and running as cheaply, cost-effective, um, reliable in a short amount of time. So we looked at fiber, which is going to be an excessive <laughs> amount of cost to run uh, over a mile of fiber. Um, not to mention you have regulations with the airport on how you can run the fiber. Um, the other solution was get Spectrum, maybe run coax, but that was going to be several months before they could get that in there. So I got with Adam and we talked about an MG Meraki wireless, MG51 to be specific, a gateway. Yep. I've been, now I've been setting up some other MX68 Meraki CW firewalls, cellular fell over and using those for public. And so that's one of the things I knew I can do where you use the Verizon or whatever your cellular service is. You use those firewalls, you can pretty much go anywhere you want as long as you have a signal. And we discovered you can tunnel it and go right through the, the SIM, right back to the headquarters here at the admin and be on the same network. Or we can be on a public network, either way. So what we did there is we uh, incorporated an MG51 gateway in line with a uh, MX68 firewall, uh, set up our routes, tunneled it back, and within probably 10 or 15 minutes, we're up and running. And so uh, by using Huge. that technology, I mean, that's, we were able that's... to get, yeah, that's the fastest I've ever got a site up. Uh, the old day with the, the, the firepower, the firewalls, that's, it would take sometimes one, two, two or three days you have to, you know, figure out the bugs and what have you. But with this, you just pretty much, I mean, plug and play is for the most part how we did that. So uh, that, that's something huge. I'm looking at maybe expanding with more public safety. You can use that as an EMA, emergency vehicles. Um, I think the sheriff department has a hangar. So I'm thinking about, hey, we can apply the same technology, the same route that we took with the fire department and, and get them up and running in a, in a short amount of time. Um, so that's including their phones, PCs, just like they were in, a, uh, in the regular private network. And the, the beautiful thing about that, right, Chris, is that you already have that agreement with your cellular wireless provider. So it's really just a matter of getting a SIM card or two. Uh, you can do two SIM card setups and stuff like that. Uh, getting the hardware from a gateway perspective is pretty readily available within a few days. It can be shipped and delivered to you. Your dashboard from a management perspective is already set up. It's a matter of claiming that license key, adding it to your dashboard, going, plugging it in, and all of a sudden, bam, everything's there, right? Um, I think the longest, uh, you have to wait is the time it takes to get the equipment. And you need with Meraki, it's a week, a week or two, and you're up and running. So, um we didn't have much time to plan for the fire department, and um, my goal was to get it up as fast as possible with the, the budget. You know, Chris, I think you hit on something, too, that, again, sharing best practices, and we all have barriers and challenges out there. But let's be real, especially when you have a temporary facility that needs to be quick, laying fiber isn't you know, an, an easy thing, you know, especially with the regulations that you alluded to. Spectrum or these, you know, ISP companies aren't exactly waiting around for us when when we need them. I've often heard times it's been weeks, uh, you know, or, you know, even longer sometimes before they can actually 
get out there to to run you know what we need from an, an internet perspective these capabilities being able to get creative being able to you know think of solutions and solve is is huge and you know i love what you said around the time that you got up because in this day and age time is money time is efficiency time is everything else that time that you got that up, now you're worrying about other things. Now you're worrying about, you know, other aspects of your job. So there's other people out there with faced with the same thing that you're faced with day in and day out about restrictive capabilities or needs to flex or et cetera. So I really appreciate you sharing that. And thanks for trusting us to, to partner with you on that. One of the things, our goals, you know, the public wants to come in and use wireless anywhere you go. Usually there's a public wireless and we don't allow them to get on our private network or join our wireless on our network. We don't want them to touch it. So one of the solutions again was the MX 68 CW, which I found to be quite useful. And, and we've actually started pushing that more into the different departments that want to allow the public to access the internet. And so with the Meraki and that sell your service, you fill it over. And again, you can, and I also, uh, can connect an access point to those Meraki firewalls and extend the range or put them in separate locations in the building. So I can centralize the 68 CW where I have a good cellular signal. And then I can expand off the ports of the firewall and put them on each side of the, the building, if that's the case. And you can have a broad range for wireless and for the public. And that's what we've started doing in like the different departments. That's the recommendation that I've been going with and using. It seems to be working quite well. That's all about customer experience, right? At the end of the day, people come in to pay their water bill. They come in to, you know, pay for their tag and they do other things. And while they're waiting in line, it sure would be nice to have good high-speed wireless access that, uh, you know, because inside of cinder block walls and stuff like that, mm -hmm. cellular doesn't work always incredibly well. So it's a way to, for them to extend for you to provide access and a really good customer experience while people are waiting. Because I certainly don't mind waiting if I can surf the internet. It's yeah. cost effective. It's, it's, you're not paying, you know, $600, $700 a month for fiber connections or, you know, $120 a month for a charter connection. It's basically just the, uh, I don't I want to tell you the price, but it's whatever the, the cost of the cellular service is and price the license for the firewalls. Everyone's accustomed to having, mm -hmm. you know, Wi-Fi accessible, you know, at, at all times. It's almost scary. But, uh, you know, it is a natural assumption that if you don't have service and you're at a place that, that you'll, you'll have some connectability. People don't want to feel unconnected. And, you know, that's, uh, that's the new norm. And, you know, that's, you know, you're doing a great job. And cost effectively, to your point, of delivering that and, and you know, delivering that high level of experience uh, within Henry County. It's really funny. I watched a uh, short video last night about uh, what happens when you don't turn your phone on airplane mode. Do you guys know what happens and why? You know, I fly a lot <laughs> between Atlanta and the, the Pensacola area. And they always tell you, you know, turn your phones on airplane mode. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is stupid. I, yeah, one, time I, one time I actually forgot to turn my phone on airplane mode. And uh, all of a sudden, of course, the service went away. Uh, and I didn't realize this, but these phones that we all have uh, emit light 
uh, in these different spectrums, right? So what happens is when you leave your phone on, uh, your phone is constantly broadcasting light in these different spectrums and it's causing interference and it's not so much about your safety as to the other things in the sky that are also flying. Wow. It causes lots of interference <laughs> in communication. So that's the reason that's why it's not, you know, I was like, well, is the plane going to crash <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if I don't turn my phone on airplane mode? And it's actually the other things in the sky that are communicating. There's tons of things in the sky that are communicating. I'm but, not even going to say that I've ever done that because, you know, Big Brother is always watching, right? So, you know, uh, but uh, that, that's interesting. I, I can't, I did not even think of that. That's, well, we were talking about airports and lighting things up with wireless yeah. and stuff like that. And, and always being connected, of, yeah. Always being connected. And it's like sometimes we forget, you know, to turn our phones on airplane mode. Yeah, I mean, Atlanta is such a big metropolis. Do you find any ch uh, unique challenges to working on the south side rather than on the east, you know, west or north side of Atlanta? The only challenge I have is getting to work with the traffic. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, uh, well, Henry County is expanding tremendously, and I'm sure Adam can attest to that from the amount of time he's been here. We're with Chris Dethridge, a network engineer from Henry County Government. So, Chris, thanks, thanks again for joining us. And we're talking about... Some of the uh, challenges of staying connected, um, you know, working with existing infrastructure, up and running, getting up and running temporary facilities, et cetera, and some of the ways that Chris has gotten creative and partnered with Byteworks to um, cut down that time significantly. So, Chris, thanks again. Uh, we appreciate it. You know, Again, I am not trying to pitch anything here, oh, but, I, boy. but what I, you know, when somebody oh. says that right up, I'm just curious more than anything from your experience. Tell us a little bit about how it is to work with Biteworks and 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 what you found, you know, separates or, you know, uh, key elements. And as you alluded to before, you have a lot of partners to choose from, a lot of voices at the table. What's that been like? Well, I'll say this. I've known Adam for a long time before he even went on to Biteworks. And uh, I trusted Adam when he moved to Biteworks. I got us to make the move and move over with him. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give kudos to Adam because I think if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be with Biteworks. Just because he brings a lot of experience. He, he's very good at recommendations um, with the technologies, and I trust him. So by going to Biteworks, I've really enjoyed working with Biteworks. They, um, they're very responsive when you call them. Um, we've had some things that we need emergency situations. So we call them and within probably 10 minutes, they've responded and get the issue resolved. Um, nice. So I would say working with Biteworks has been uh, very, very good. And um, kudos to Adam again and his, and the engineers you have on staff, um, quite experienced. So, Yep, quite happy with working with works. We we really appreciate that. And for everybody that's listening right now, there was no script in that. So that was uh, that's we always love hearing that unsolicited feedback. You know, tell us how it is, and uh, you know, Chris keeps us honest too. You know, so a lot of vendors they will sell you products, and once they sell the products, they're out of the picture, and then you're at the mercy of their tech support, and then it takes two. Or three, this has been our situation. And then you call tech support. You get a from another country. Um, you can't understand them. Um, you try to get with your reps. Your rep doesn't answer. I will say that Adam has always been there 
when we need him. We call him, he's answering the phone. Uh, so to that point, that keeps us connected with Lightworks. And uh, if we've got a problem with Lightworks, I'll tell Adam just like, you know, face to face. Hey, Adam, you get this fixed, man. And you know what? He's on it. He's on it. He gets it fixed. He resolves it, finds ways to fix it. And if he can't, he'll find the information somewhere else. But for that reason, I would say Biteworks is an awesome company. So I love it. I love it. Uh, hey, Joey, can you wheel Adam's head out of here after? Oh, Lord. I hope yeah. I hope that hit his heart more than his head, uh, to be honest yeah. with you, Chris. Yeah, I love it. That was uh, and that's really awesome. Kudos to you, Adam. Full transparency. That's what we aspire to be. Uh, you know, from a Biteworks perspective, it's that you know, as I said a little bit earlier, that trusted advisor, that you know, person, that consultant that you can spitball with and and bring problems to, and essentially, you know, be an extension of your team because that's that's our goal. So, you know, Chris, closing out here, we know we want to be conscious of your time or whatnot. Be curious, you know, with all of the growth of, of Henry County, what's next on the docket? Where are we going? So how can we help you more? Where, what's the, what's the vision? What's the future? You know, let's, let's do this. So, I mean, we're still expanding. We're in the process. Some of the projects coming up, we're going to be replacing firewalls, expanding in ice. The, the wireless is going to be expanding. We have more public facilities facilities coming in the future. So um, these are some of the challenges that we're going to be challenging with, and uh, BikeWorks is going to help us along the, the, the path here to get those resolved and get them up and running as smooth as possible. It's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Well, uh, I know I speak on behalf of Adam, Joey, uh, we are super thankful to have you on this, super thankful even more so to have you as a partner and we're excited to, you know, get creative together. So, uh, Adam, Absolutely. great job, Chris. Thank you. Um, talk to you soon. Biteworks bits and bites podcast, episode number seven, rocking out with Chris. Thanks guys. Thanks Chris.